0: Are
1: you ready? Ready to go? Are you ready? Ready for more? Are you ready? Ready for me? Oh, my,
2: my oh, my, my, are you ready? Hello and welcome to the Season 6 of Working for the Weekend, Michigan Roster's podcast about the full-time hustle of a part-time MBA. This season, we'll be talking about uncertainties and journeys. And I'm so excited to introduce to all new hosts, along with the executive producer, Ayush Punja, who has been with the podcast for the past one year. I will start with myself. I'm Soham Bakshi, a Weekend MBA two student here at Ross. I work as a systems engineer at American and Manufacturing in Detroit. Next, Ayush, you can introduce yourself. Please state your name, year, program, role in the podcast, and what your
0: full-time job is. Hey, everyone. My name is Ayush. I'm a Weekend MBA 2. Uh, as Suha mentioned, I'm a executive producer for this year. And in my full-time role, I'm working as a controls engineer at GM. Thanks so much, Ayush.
2: Next, Lydia, you're one of our new podcast members.
3: I'm really excited to be here. So I'm Lydia Miller, I'm a first-year Weekend MBA student. And I work currently as a solutions architect at a software consulting company in Indiana called Solution Source. Um, and on the podcast
2: this year, I will be a host. Awesome. Thank you so much. Next, another new friend of ours uh, and new podcast host. Sorry, I gave away,
1: Ajay. Uh, but please introduce yourself. Sure. So I'm Ajay Mutaswamy. Excited to be here. As part of the Working for the Weekend podcast. So I am in my first year of Weekend MBA program. Currently, also fairly working full-time as a supervisor at General Motors. And my role has just stated already, I'll be one of the newest posts uh, for this year.
2: Great. Great to meet uh, all of you. I usually have an old friend of mine. We have been friends for more than a year. But um, Lydia and Ajay, uh, I finally met you guys, I think, last week or two weeks ago. Anyway, moving on. I'm so excited to host this podcast this year. Uh, being an avid podcast listener myself, I've always fancied myself being in a, a podcast um, and getting this opportunity you know, to host is a huge thing for me. Uh, thank you to all our listeners who have enjoyed this podcast over the past few seasons. And thank you to the new listeners as well. We're all thrilled to have you here. Uh, welcome. And I hope uh, you all enjoy the journey, the conversations, the laughs, and the knowledge shared over the next few months. You can reach out to us at rosswftw at gmail.com. Also, can a podcast be a podcast without being on Instagram? Uh, you can find it there as well at rosswftwpod. Uh, P-O-D. And I hope you follow us there uh, and our journey. Please leave us a five-star review and also a review if possible uh, so that this podcast becomes even more famous and reach even more audience. Thank you so much. So let's move on to some questions so we can get to know our uh, podcast team. Uh, So I have curated a list of questions for you all. And some are MBA-related and some are personal. Uh, I will go around with the questions. And if any one of you need a bit more time to think, you can pass this question along to the next person. But I eventually will come back to you. You will not be spared. Uh, and since I have put so much effort in curating this question, I get to choose if I will answer or not, if at all. So let's move on. <laughs> we'll start with an MBA question. So for me, I have studied engineering throughout my life. I have an undergrad and grad in mechanical engineering. And uh, when I saw the first year subjects in my MBA, uh, there are a few subjects that stood out for me because they're very maths-oriented such as microeconomics. Uh, but I was surprised to see that there were some other subjects as well, which I didn't think would be too uh, interesting for me Stood out quite a bit. So uh, what has been some of your favorite subjects in the first year? And Ayush, because you are my classmate, you're in the second year, you can also choose uh, second year subjects. But we'll, let's
1: start with the new people here. Uh, so Ajay,
2: what subjects have uh, caught your fancy?
1: So I'm an engineer myself, though. I have a bachelor's and a master's in engineering, prior to my MBA. So naturally, I'm interested in what's problem solving and microeconomics definitely stood out. Like the topics such as game theory, I was not aware, like, you know, I'm full of it, but not exactly how it's all played out. So that was definitely fascinating. And to be honest, my favorite subject in semester one was uh, marketing. It was one part because of the professor we had, like the, the classes would go in, uh, like two hour classes would go in a JP and we'd be like, wow, that was super awesome. Like, just getting to know how stuff works from a marketing mm-hmm. world. My dad is a marketing executive back in India. So, you know, he did it like old school. He doesn't have an MBA, but I was discussing some of the topics the professor taught with my dad. And he said, Yeah, that's how like stuff was done. Like when I never discussed this topic with my dad, <laughs> but it was really right. cool. You know, like he always thought I'm in a different path with engineering and like automotive and stuff. But this was really great to connect to someone like across the world, like how it it has the global impact, definitely. As for semester two, I'm really liking strategy. That's one of the reasons I chose my MBA, like, you know, I want to specialize in strategy. So naturally, I have intonation towards the problem solving aspect of it. Those are the three subjects I would like to highlight. Awesome.
2: All right, great. Yeah, uh, marketing was fantastic. I was not interested in it, but I think I like the subject because of the professor, Professor Brunch, and uh, he's fantastic. He's a great storyteller, I feel like, and storytellers can really keep you interested in a subject or anything for that matter, right? And the best part is if you do even like somewhat well in his class, he will remember you, which is the best thing because these professors see so many students around the school, but he will still remember your name and everything and will come and say hi, which is a beautiful thing. Okay, let's move on to Lydia. Lydia, what has been some subjects that has caught your fancy and you have really enjoyed that you didn't think you will enjoy? You can also state something that you knew you will enjoy, but I just <laughs> want to hear it all.
3: <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm going to have to say marketing too. It was, I think like a lot of people, I went into that class thinking that I knew what marketing was and that it was just advertising. And I don't know, maybe some pamphlets or some email bursts or something. But it is so much more than that. That class kind of blew my mind, to be honest. Just the way that we could think about a consumer group and the way we could think about the strategies with which we reach them um, was so freaking cool and way harder than I thought too, way more quant than I thought. Mm -hmm. So that was a lot of fun. I never thought that I would get into it so much.
2: Okay, Uh, let's move on to Dear Ayush. And you have way more subjects under your belt at the moment, so you will probably have a harder time choosing the best one for you. But... I'll make life easier for you. You can choose two or three because Ajay already broke that thing of choosing one subject. So please go ahead and say two or three if you have.
0: Yeah, I would say like, I totally concur with Ajay and Lydia regarding marketing because like we had a similar question last year in our intro episode and I said marketing myself as well. And like actually there was a point during my MBA, I actually thought that I would pivot into marketing post MBA. Uh, I feel like I, I don't really want to go into marketing anymore, but I think that's a good tool to have it in my back pocket. I think out of all the subjects, the one that is most intriguing to me is, I think in this term, the negotiations class has been really amazing experience overall and the way it has been approached, like every class is like two or three cases and you are constantly negotiating with your classmates. And in the process, you are also essentially building your own reputation, right? As a mild negotiator, or a very competitive negotiator, or someone who is very personable. So, I think that has been a really great experience so far, and uh, I might like something else uh, in the next another final term. But like, I think negotiation has, has been one of the best ones. Ever.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. You point that other about negotiations that it kind of forms uh, a character for a person as a negotiator, right? And I'm ashamed to say that I created quite a few enemies because I have cheated in my negotiation cases. I have just lied you know, <laughs> left and right. And uh, you can ask uh, our classmate Akshay or Dan Miller and uh, they're furious with me. Uh, but I did win the negotiation. It was great. I won. So <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> You know, it does cost me true friendship, but that's
0: all right. (laughs) I I have seen the most competitive side of me during the negotiation class because, right, every time, like, until I am on that negotiation table, I'm not as competitive. But when you're there, something comes out that, like, even I cannot control. (laughs) So,
2: right. In my defense, I have been uh, writing in those uh, documents that the professor provides you know, where you write down your strategy before you even negotiate. I've been writing there that I'm going to cheat in this one and lie, you know, left and right. So, you know, in, that's my defense. Anyway, uh, for me, yeah, negotiation has been super fun. I really enjoyed M&A as well last semester and uh, strategies for growth. Uh, strategies for growth because I think I was afraid of the professor and that's why I was preparing really hard and I got to know some important topics, I would say. And m and too, the same thing. Uh, I got to know about DCF analysis uh, and a lot of evaluation techniques that we are doing right now, but I actually learned them last semester. And because just because I was so afraid of the fact that he would cold call us left and right again, and uh, I didn't want to be. Uh, I think one of the professors even called me an idiot, right? I, I don't know. But I think he did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Dr. Karnani's class and uh, M&A class, both were amazing, <laughs> like very close second to for sure exactly sorry i have one more comment though based <laughs> on the negotiation that you're doing i feel like you might want to get back to law and ethics class a little more
2: <laughs> i i got an excellent in law and ethics so <laughs> <laughs> oh, I... <laughs> and i will also get excellent in negotiation i'll make sure of that <laughs> and you know my life will nothing be a life of irony like he's he lies in negotiation, but he's also an ethical person. <laughs> so that's my that's my aim in life at the moment. Uh okay, let's go to the personal question. So let's start with Ayush. Um if you could be a superhero, who would you be?
0: Yeah, that's a pretty tough one. Um I think if I were to be a superhero, you know what? I would like to be Captain America, to be honest. Especially because of that pie sequence where he says I can take this. All day long, I can do this all day. Yeah, long. that. Yeah, just pretty cool. I think, um, especially being in an MBA and that to part time, that's what I think you and me both have experienced. That, and I'm sure Ajay and Lydia will experience that soon enough. That, that like you have to deal with uh, a lot of ups and downs along the way, and you need to have that attitude. Yeah, definitely. I, that's a great character. Um,
2: you know, you say it is the part time program, but. It's quite difficult. I almost call it a full-time program. If it was part-time, I would finish it in three, four years, maybe. But uh, considering the fact that you're finishing in two years and you have so much homework, it's quite tough, uh, to be honest with you. So I hate to call it a part-time program. I call it a weekend program. That is correct. I hate calling it a part-time program. But either way, I can't change the podcast name or anything at the moment. So (laughs) let's go along with it. Uh, Ajay, if you could be a superhero, who would you be?
1: Yeah, so (laughs) I think I would be a Batman. As someone who's close to humanity, like, you know, I mean, what I, I mean, watching especially Batman and Joker and stuff, it doesn't take a perfect person to do a good thing. Like, you know, I mean, some people, you know being a superhero, you got to be perfect. You can do wonders. But also at the same time, if your intent is good, you can, like, you'll, you'll figure out a way. You can be a rich person to do it, or you could be someone, you know, like, you will get the arms and nominations to do that. So I think I'll be a Batman. Okay, great. Yeah,
2: I mean Batman's everyone's favorite. Like, he's more famous than Captain America. Uh, Definitely. (laughs) Uh, Uh, (laughs) Um, Let's move on to Lydia. Do you have a superhero?
3: Well, I've been seriously thinking of one during this time, so thanks for letting me go last. I'm going to make one up, and I don't have a name for this superhero, but the superpower that I would choose would be the ability to remember everything, like a perfect memory. I just think it would be so cool to be able to walk back through my memories of like childhood and different conversations I had with people that have, you know, passed on. I think that'd be so cool. And then it would also make school a lot easier.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, true. So your task uh, over the rest of the season, I would say, like in in the last episode, you should come up with the name of a superhero.
3: Okay, you got it. I'll do it.
2: Uh, I would say, um, if I could be a superhero, I would be Iron Man. So I can just tell Ayush that sometimes I feel like punching in your extremely uh, perfect teeth. <laughs> I remember the dialogues <laughs> from that movie. <laughs> so, But uh, no, I just feel like Iron Man and I relate the most. Uh, not with money, not with good looks. Uh, obviously, I'm the better looking one. But uh, uh <laughs> but no, because he's an engineer and uh, he has that drive and also... You know, he doesn't have, like Ajay said, like he's just a human and he doesn't have any ingrained powers. He actually had intelligence and he made up everything. So I think like that's very relatable. But also, uh, he loves ACDC, which is one of my favorite bands. So I think it's a great person to be. Nice. Okay. So let's come to, um, are you sure you want to say something? Like you want to punch me in my teeth or something? We'll talk about that later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But okay, let's come back to the NBA question. So uh, why did you choose, uh, why did you decide to do MBA? What were you doing before this? Or are you doing, still doing that at the moment? And I think you are, you guys already said that. But uh, why did you choose MBA and why did you choose Ross? So let's start with Lydia.
3: This is bringing me back to my days when I was prepping for my interview for Ross. Because yeah. that, that question is obviously going to yeah. come up and I have to be really fluent in answering it. So the answer that was true for me then is true for me still. Um Every day in my job, my clients come to me with different problems that they're trying to solve, and they're related to software. Recently, I found that the questions that they're bringing are are more and more like cross departmental and cross functional, and they have to do with more macroeconomic elements than they ever did. And I was realizing it was kind of getting me out of my depths. Like, this is not just a software problem anymore. This is a business problem.
2: Right, right.
3: And so I started thinking, gosh, how cool would it be if I had that business knowledge and I could bring that because it would help me get into the mindset of my client and help me understand their problems better. And I tell you, like from week one, <laughs> it's been doing that. Um, so yeah, that was my main reason. There's a lot of reasons, but that was the biggest one.
2: Awesome. Uh, let's do um, Ayush. What did you choose
0: MBA? What are you two, Ross? Yeah, kind of similar to Lydia's answer. Uh, I was not... Really dealing with clients, though, I was uh, working almost in a startup environment back then, and uh, I got to see a lot of uh, business functions while working in the engineering team. So, for example, like, how do you use software to actually drive more, like, profits in business? Things like that. Mm -hmm. And, like, how can you just use a single bit to actually drive higher profits, right? So I think that that was kind of my thinking uh, as well going into it. And I think it is quite true even now because I feel uh, having that engineering bent and on top of that, if you have that business skills, you can use all of that knowledge to create a lot more value. And also, I think coming into Roth, like one of the things that I really look for in the program was just the strength of relationships that you can build. Because we have that lockstep program, I feel like that really has allowed me so far to like build great relationships and genuinely good friendships. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think in that regard also, I felt that that would be a good decision. And today I feel like that was a great decision.
2: Yeah. Um, you mentioned lockstep program, and yet you are one of the outliers who's taking different classes and not being in class with us. So I don't know if that's a good defense, to that question or not, but I'll let it, you know, I'll go to Ajay because we're short of time.
1: Uh, <laughs> um, Ajay, uh, do you have a good answer for us? Why did you choose MBA and uh, why roth No, like, I mean, I definitely have of me uh, two answers, actually. Like one is right from my undergrad final year, you know, like I've been telling my friends that I wanted to get into MBA. So I reached a point, you know, like I was almost 30, then like, you know, all my friends who I was talking to, they got an MBA. They started like, you know, really making fun of me. And then I started my engineering master's. That's when I know I, I realized I was exploring a lot of different things. i was nationally was problem solving. I did take a couple of courses that was not with the main trust, uh, though, but I understood like, you know, that's where my calling was. And uh, I eventually prevented into business school. And when I did my engineering master's, I was working full-time and also working parallelly on my master's. Like, but, but the issue there was, like, I couldn't make a very good connection, mainly because the students that I go take that one class, move on to the next course the next semester, and I went to, on my path to do my next elective. So, like, the connection was there, but it was at a very, you know, like, elemental level. But coming to Ross, I mean, the community based learning or the cohort experience has been super awesome. Like the ambassadors that I've talked to spoken to and the school people and you know, like everyone I highlighted this. Like, you know, you are going to be with the same cohort. And that is like that too. Definitely from one of the leading business school like Ross. Why not? Like that, that's when I thought, okay, I'd take the funds and like get in to the mainstream of, you know, applying rather than questioning myself. Is this the right time? And pandemic was an eye opener. I thought, if not now, when? And that's how Ross happened for me.
2: Amazing. Yeah, that's uh, very good points, actually. For me, it was very simple. I just love money so much. And I think uh, Ross is the best way to get into it. (laughs) Uh, But no, on a a more serious note, I mean, money is also very important, don't get me wrong. Uh, But on a more serious note, uh, I think my decision to do MBA was uh, because I experienced a like a post-merger integration issue with one of my previous companies where I used to work for before. And they had acquired this French company and I was one of the first people to work with them, but there was no free exchange of knowledge. So I had complained that to my manager that, you know, the product is not going well because I'm not getting any information from them. And it was, he just casually had mentioned that it's a, oh, it's a PMI issue, a post-merger integration issue. So I had looked it up, like, what what is that? And that's when I found out that that's actually a pillar of something called consulting. And consulting is a behemoth uh, which contains M&A, corporate strategy, uh, you know, growth strategy, and all these kind of strategic functions. And I always wanted to do an MBA because why not? Uh, kind of a thing attitude, but these kind of like solidified why I should do it. And Ross, because I would say that first of all, it's close to home. Um, I've been in Detroit for the past ten years. Um, secondly, their uh, math project, which is very action-based project, which you get to work with. Uh, an actual company. And I really enjoyed my play. It was with Avery Dennison and I worked on food waste and uh, to determine how much food are we wasting throughout the United States. And like, you guys would be shocked. It's in trillions of dollars. Like, I, I will send you guys my report. It was a horrific realization. It was fun. And uh, obviously, the friends you get to make uh, at Ross, good, and uh, one of the last things is, uh, oh yeah, because great consulting firms come to Ross to recruit people. So it's a good gateway to the, uh, consulting world. And the last thing I would say, which I realize every day is, uh, the, um, the professors you get to work with, uh, who teaches you, they're so amazing. I wouldn't say all of them, like they're not like everyone is a genius, but some have better pedagogical skills than the others. But, you know, but still they're geniuses. And, uh, like Dr. Branch is fantastic. My current professor on capital markets, Dr. Carmel, He's brilliant. And uh, he, uh, he used to work at Lehman Brothers and I tend to feel like he's way too intelligent, like too intelligent to be in the class. He's that good. And uh, I, I sent him an email regarding some book suggestions and he gave me a few. And then I looked him up. I just wanted to do some, do understand where he's coming from, like what has he studied? He's a Princeton undergrad and grad and a PhD from Stanford. And then he worked at Lehman Brothers in uh, Wall Street. And it's like, <laughs> these are like different levels of people. And I don't think uh, I could get that in this life. Next life, you know, uh, we could try again. But yeah, these are my reasons for choosing MBA and choosing Ross. Okay, let's come to a fun question. So if you could interview, you guys are all hosts. Uh, are you sure or not? So this question doesn't apply to you. I'm joking. You can still answer this one. Um, if you're going to interview anyone in this podcast, who would it be? I'll start because I haven't started yet. So... <laughs> I'm gonna be a rebel here. Um I will tell that the first person that comes to my mind, uh, and he's not alive anymore, but I would say uh Stephen Hawking. And he's not business related, he's like the opposite of business, right? He all he cares about is uh astrophysics. And I'm an astrophysics geek and I think that's an amazing subject. And um I mean, MBA, economics, marketing, all these are amazing and you know, such great subject to study, but Physics and astronomy is something that that there is still so much to discover, right? And I feel like that is literally out of the world. I, I mean, if you study these kind of subjects, you would just you like get into an existential crisis, like nothing matters when the universe is so it's so big. So maybe I can ask him some really good questions on black holes and about Hawking radiation. And uh, in the end, I can ask him if he can give us some business ideas <laughs> from that is lurking in the black hole or something. Or if he can somehow uh, make a business out of teaching astrophysics, well, that is what colleges are for. That's a stupid thing to ask. But either way, I would that uh, Stephen Hawking, and I think he's great. I'm I, uh, I'm sad that he, you know, he passed away. But uh, he was a fantastic man. And one of the first books I read, which I didn't understand the first go, obviously, was A Brief History of Time by Stephen Hawking. And uh, that was one of the books that I think I took the maximum time to understand because I, I think I, it took me three reading. But also because I was Googling every single sentence. Like, I don't understand half the things they say. But uh, yeah, I, I love astronomy. I love astrophysics. And uh, yeah, I would say Stephen thing Have you guys thought of anything or anyone?
3: I can go next. That was a great answer. Not what I was expecting, but I loved it. Yeah. yeah. My answer for this one is Herminia Ivara, um, who is a leadership researcher and um, lecture, and I recently listened to one of her talks and was just blown away again. By I walk away from everything she says with fifteen new ideas of things to try at work and things to try in my relationships. And I think if I were to interview her on the podcast, I would probably try to co-opt it for my own benefit and just ask her specific questions about the different situations I'm in at work and say how
1: right.
3: how can I maturely handle this or, or what's my strategy with this difficult person or how can I think about this. Project. I feel like she just is always bringing nuggets of wisdom.
2: Amazing. Yeah. Um, Ajay, Ayush, any of the people's names who starting with A?
1: <laughs> I can go. Recently, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Roger Federer's interviews, you know, like from the time he retired. So I thought I would bring him in my podcast and ask him about, you know, like someone outside of the tennis world who's a gentleman sort of who doesn't like, you know, brags too much but also stays consistent. That is something, I mean, a lot of people who uh, I've talked to have I mean, really like him. So I definitely wanted to get his side of side thoughts and idea, like what he's going to do post retirement. That's the big question that I have. I know like he's got his own life, but would definitely like to understand, like, you know, how to be, stay on top and also at the same time, be grounded and like, you know, go take life as it goes. So that's, yeah, someone on top of my mind, I have to bring him to the podcast. Yeah. Roger Federer is great,
2: uh, but he, he never used to be like this, by the way. Like he was always good, but when he started, he was like rambunctious and uh, he was a very uh, snoppy person. And, you know, mm-hmm. he would, uh, he wasn't this gentleman that we see nowadays. He was quite, uh yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I love him. He's a great, and I, I can bet, I can bet you, I don't know whatever, one dollar or like one taco, but, uh, he will open something like a Roger Federer tennis clinic or something. Yeah. In Switzerland or wherever. <laughs> I, I can, I can bet you one like $10. They're $10. Let's do that. <laughs> Roller <Rutherford> Federal Clinic, <laughs> uh, tennis clinic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I would think so
0: too. Yeah. Ayush. Yeah. Few people actually. So I, I think I would want to, because I'm such a big Formula One geek, I would want to, uh, interview one of the Formula One team principals. In particular, like the best case scenario would be either Total World or Christian Horner. I just want to know like how they run such high-performing teams in such a high-pressure environment where like every point is worth millions of dollars and uh, I think still staying positive with a lot of headwinds because I know that Red Bulls struggled quite a bit in the Dove hybrid era and now Mercedes is struggling this year so but still they're like still pushing on and Trying to achieve the best that they can. And uh, I think that would be a great perspective to hear as a business student.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think Toto Wolf himself is a, like, uh, Christian Horner is a mechanical engineer or an engineer, uh, but Toto Wolf is an investment banker. He is. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I, I like Christian Horner more than Toto Wolf. I, I don't know. There's something very smug about Toto Wolf. Like, I love uh, Max Verstappen beating the Mercedes team. I don't know why. I love it. Well, we'll talk about that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay let's do the last question of this uh, of this episode so uh, what advice would you guys have for people who are trying to uh, get into a part-time MBA or a weekend MBA and uh, yeah let's start with this one and then I have one more part for Ayush Lydia go for it
3: my number one piece of advice looking back at my own experience in the past year, would be don't undersell yourself. Recognize what you're worth in just who you are. I think if you're the type of person that wants to do a good job and, you know, likes to study and get it right, which you probably are if you're going to go to a top program like this, you might get on the internet and start doing a lot of searches and doing a lot of research about how do I get into these schools and how am I going to be good enough and, I just would really encourage you to take a step back from that and recognize the inherent value that you bring and everything that has brought you to this place and your own personality. I think I overthought stuff a lot <laughs> during the process. And if I had just calmed down a little bit, I would have been just fine. So that's my advice.
2: Yeah, that's probably like me looking at every day. Like, man, I could have not overthought <laughs> that rice rice or like the
1: dal or something. Like, could have just... I don't know, but yeah, yeah, that's a great advice, actually. Ajay? Yeah, my advice would be to talk to people, like which I mean, if you're considering Ross specifically, Ross has really great ambassadors who come from various backgrounds and start with someone who you associate with from your background and also talk to someone who is on the opposite end. Like, you know, say if you're an engineer, talk to someone who's doing a family business or someone from a real estate firm. Now talk to them just to get their perspectives and see how you vibe with them. So that way, it's a cohort-based program, and definitely we have really nice people here. I would say who care, like who definitely push push us up. Like uh, you know, no one seems to be like, "Hey, I'm a trust." They're like, "Hey, I'm a trust. I'd love to help you." That's the first thing they like to do. So please reach out and talk to people. Get your queries clarified and start applying. It's uh, the application season now. Oh, so you're saying that. Ross people do not have the
2: smug attitude that uh, fancy schools usually tend to have.
1: Yeah, a typical leader, like when you study leadership, actually, a lot of leaders are more approachable. I definitely see that in the budding leaders at Ross. You could connect to them easily with them, really, no matter what. Like you talk about F1, tennis, movies, you know, and that way they get to open up and you get to open up and ask whatever queries you have. About, yeah. you know, it could be a tuition c e It could be like, uh, how do you see yourself at trust? It's MBA for you and all together, right? If you want equipment out, if you want to grow or leader in your same form, you know, like, I mean, all these different opportunities and uh, options people tend to, you know, like help you understand yourself. So I definitely did uh, talk to like one to 15 people maybe at max. So that's oh, what wow, i got okay. the
2: um Ayush uh you can answer this question first and then I have one small part for you again because you're a WM2 student fan
0: yeah uh, I would say great advice from Ajay and Lydia uh both of them I think like if I would have used uh, it would have been a much better experience overall um I think one thing that I would say though is uh and I was I actually because I'm planning to move very soon I looked at my previous notes, which I was making when I was applying to the program. So I felt like it was really important to know, like, it's important to know why you want to do an MBA. Just doing an MBA because you're getting bored or you are feeling stuck is probably not the best idea. I mean, you don't have to have all the answers, but it's nice to know where you want to be in like one year or two years post MBA. Yeah, that's a great advice as well. Like to know, like I, I feel like uh many people
2: who think that they will do MBA don't actually know why they want to do MBA. Yeah.
0: And I think those are the people who sometimes it is a little harder to actually get into the schools because like the admissions team usually want to look into that. Right. I think right. that's like one of the key things that you should prepare for at least. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I got lucky with the, uh, again,
2: experience with that post-merge integration failure that introduced me to consulting. So I got lucky. Otherwise, I may not have known. Like, I mean, I wanted to do MBA since I was, I don't know, undergrad or something, but I didn't have a good reason why I should do it. But that kind of opened up the door for me. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. But I do have a second small part for you uh, because you are a Weekend MBA 2 student now. You're in second year. Do you have any advice for the Weekend MBA uh, 1 students, so like Ajay and Lydia and the other rest of the Cohort.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that you guys should probably keep in mind is we are doing a lot over here. As Soham mentioned earlier, this, although it's called part-time MBA or weekend MBA program, the course load is essentially full-time MBA. You are also managing your full-time job, and pretty sure you guys have families as well. So it like already you are balancing quite a few things. In addition to that, You are in a classroom where everyone is a type A personality and people are really good at what they do. So it's very easy to get caught up in like imposter syndrome and like think that you are lesser than someone else. But I would say if you are at Ross, you already are in a great place and you probably know much more than quite a few people out there. So I would say like, don't take a whole lot of pressure, try to enjoy your time here. And uh, I think you will have a great outcome no matter what. Yeah, great advice. Um,
2: my advice would be, uh, I would say, and it it may not be possible because I know, Ajay, you live in Nobile, Northville.
1: Yeah, Northville.
2: Yeah, Northville. And Lydia, you are in uh, Kalamazoo. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. So you guys are a bit far away. Ajay, not so much, but still. But uh, Ayush lives in Ann Arbor. He's like, you are my neighbor, like five minutes or three minutes car ride. So we both live in Ann Arbor. And one of the prime purpose of living in Ann Arbor is that I wanted to be more involved with the school. And I I have participated in way more activities than most of my cohort has, like in different clubs. And I even opened a club uh, with uh, full-time students called Ross Crypto Club. And uh, so, you know, I've tried to be as involved as possible just to extract as much as possible from the school because the school has a lot to offer. Uh, but, uh, you know, I feel like you have to extract it. And I think that's the case everywhere. And so, if you if it's possible, then you know try and do it. Try and be in school as much as possible. I know it's it's not because we all have full time jobs, but if possible, I would say that uh, be in school and uh, you know uh, talk to the full timers because uh, they have a certain uh, aspect of life that we are missing out and uh, uh, certain activities. I would say certain club things. And again, these are all contingent on based on where you are at the moment. Like if you are far away, it may not be possible. But uh, if any uh, weekend NBA ones are in Ann Arbor, it might be very easy for them to go to different events uh, that full-time NBA does. And they're open to everyone. You just have to go and attend. So uh, I just gave you the more serious version. Uh, and I would tell you the fun bits. And uh, you know, I would say that lots of things to do in Ann Arbor and lots of uh, ways to get involved and different clubs. I think if you guys have noticed, uh, I don't know if you guys came to the um, different club events or not, the day we exhibit all our clubs at Ross. Adam Smith Society uh, is now run by all the weekend MBA students. I think Dave Martina is uh, the president and John Worth, Steve Zach Koucher, and myself, we are VPs and different things. I am like the communication person. And there are two full-time MBAs who are also in the leadership board. And that club has a, I think, 90 or 100 members and mostly full-time MBAs. So... You guys can experience a full time, uh, in air quotes, uh, experience as much as possible by getting involved in these things. And uh, that's my suggestion, but it's contingent based on where you are. So
3: I really love what you said, Ayesha, about knowing what your journey is going to be ahead of time. I, I think that's really good advice. And it sort of takes the pressure off of you because you don't have to prove yourself as, like, Am I good enough? It's, Is my journey and my vision what Ross is looking for and is Ross gonna help me on that journey. That was kind of an important step for me. It's not about, you know, is Lydia good enough? It's about, do I have these goals and is Ross going to help me toward those goals? So it I don't know if that point kind of makes sense about taking the pressure off you individually and, and talking more about
0: No, I, I you're think gonna achieve that definitely makes a lot of sense because there is a a definite FOMO that can occur. Oh yeah of your program so yeah having a plan in your mind I think that really helps I mean having said that I would say it's not uncommon for people to change their minds right and uh, going in an MBA program it's all about keeping an open mind as well so uh, uh, it's nice to have a really good motivation to come to the program that keeps the pressure off but always keep an open mind as well
2: yeah and about that sentence in which you asked like is Lydia good enough or not we all know you are the best, and. it oh. helps that, like my main character of like that superhero thing Iron Man he keeps saying I'm the best so you know that is like a transitive property that I am the best like I am so I'm not Iron Man so. <laughs> that's all the time we have for today thank you so much guys for participating in this episode I've had so much fun getting to know all of you and I'm really excited to work with you for the rest of the season Thank you to all the listeners who tuned in to our first episode of Season 6. The theme again is Uncertainties and Journeys. We'll be back soon again with amazing guests and we're going to have an absolute blast. Working for the Weekend podcast is sponsored by the University of Michigan, of Business. The host of the podcast is Sohan Bakshi. The executive producer is Irish Mundra and Bob Needham. And Jonah Brockman did be everything. Until then, Goodbye.